I'm having a goddamn blast on tour with this Big Mouth and a Small Town tour. So I've added some dates and wanted to let you know where I'm headed next. Uh, yeah, March 14th, I will be in Lakeside, Arizona. And then the 15th and 16th, I'm finally coming to Tucson. So if you're in Tucson, I'm coming to Laughs Comedy Cafe. Get your tickets. We're going to have a good time. My good friend Noah Koffer will be featuring at those shows. He'll also be with me the following weekend when I come to Grand Rapids, Michigan. Dr. Grins, I cannot wait to see you guys again. Those are always some of my favorite shows, and I'm sure this year will be no exception. And then I am headed up to my home state of Alaska for the Alaska Before You Die Fest. Anchorage, you better not fucking sit on these tickets. They're going fast. There's a few left. Uh, April 5th, I will be doing shows at the Gumbo House. It's downtown. I'm doing an early and a late show, one night only. It's an intimate venue, so tickets are limited. It's going to be out of control. If you've come to my show at Coots before, you know how fun they are. This venue is so much better for comedy. I can't even explain it. Just get fucking tickets. These shows are going to be wild. And then on the 6th, I'm headed down to Homer. Homer, Alaska. I am coming, performing there for the first time. Alice's Champagne Palace. And then on the 7th, I will be in Seward, Alaska. So Anchorage, Homer, Seward. We're having a goddamn good time. I'm going to come kill at all those shows because I'm a fucking Alaskan assassin. Am I sorry I said that? I don't know. Listen. Dayton, Kentucky, 12th of April. If you are in the Cincinnati-ish area, Dayton, Ohio, Dayton, Kentucky, this is your chance to see me at a really cool new venue called the Commonwealth Sanctuary. And then I am headed to Portland, May 3rd. I'm headlining the Rip City Comedy Festival. I will be at McMenamin's Mission Theater. You guys, this is a cool theater. We want it to be packed out because, of course I want it to be packed out, but also like, Let's have a goddamn good time in this nice, beautiful theater. So come to that. It's going to be a hell of a time. I can't wait to come back to Portland. And then Wisconsin. I'm headed back your way. But this time I'm coming to Janesville, May 17th and 18th. Green Bay on the 19th. And then what up, Florida? St. Pete, Tampa. I'm coming your way. Uh, Tampa, I will be there June 2nd. And St. Pete, um, they're ahead of that, uh, May 31st. Tampa, I'm at Side Splitters. And if you go to the links in all of my bios or go to their website to get tickets, for a limited time, you can use the code JMS and get $5 off tickets. And wherever you are, I'm trying to get people to buy tickets early instead of waiting to the last minute and making me panic so that if it is going to sell out, it sells out faster so that I know that, the club knows that, maybe we can add a second show. Just FYI, that helps every artist that you're a fan of. So if you can ever buy ASAP, go ahead and do that. Uh, So that's your incentive to buy early in Tampa. And uh, uh, I'll be adding more dates soon. If you did not hear your town, but you want me to come there, head over to my Instagram, instagram.com slash jmscomedy or just at jmscomedy if you're using the app like most of us. Uh, click the link in my bio, join my email list. That lets me know where you guys are so I know what areas want to come see me. Uh, so do that. I can't wait to get to more cities. I'm having so much fucking fun on the road. You guys have been amazing. People have been buying merch. These audiences have been out of control, good, just electric, laughing, having a blast. And I know all these upcoming shows are going to be no exception. So I will see you there jmscomedy.com slash shows to get your tickets. Tell your friends. Tell your enemies. We're going to have a fucking good time either way. So thanks for listening to this little promo. Enjoy this episode. Ta-ta, idiots. 
What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. What kind of ignorant shit is that? At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. You idiot, you fool! Hey, dummy! This is the Ignorance is Blessed podcast. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Hey, idiots. Welcome back to Ignorance is Blessed, the podcast that attempts to overcome ignorance Mostly by asking ignorant questions with me, Jessica Michelle Singleton, JMS. I'm your host, and I'm a fucking idiot. That's why we're here. This is a solo episode, so I'm going to save the whole spiel I usually do. But I will tell you that I'm coming to a lot of cities for the last half or whatever's left, quarter, few months of the year. So head over to jmscomedy.com slash shows, slash shows, slash tour. One of those. I think it's slash shows. And see if I'm coming near you. I'm going to I'm gonna be in Appleton, Wisconsin next week with my buddy Mark Normand. And then I'm doing shows in Wasilla and Anchorage, Alaska. So if you're in AK right now, come fucking see me. Twenty seventh and twenty twenty eighth, excuse me. It's gonna be pretty fucking rad. And then I'm going lots of places. I'm headlining Dr. Grins in Grand Rapids. I can't think of where else I'm going, even though there's so many more for some fucking reason. Uh, I've been doing a lot in LA. If you're in LA, I'm at the comedy store most nights when I'm in town. So get some tickets to that. And if I'm around, you'll probably bump into me. Uh, I'm coming to Tampa later this year. I'm coming to Pittsburgh. I'm going to be at Skankfest. Lots of fun stuff. So check out the calendar. Let me know if you're coming to a show. I would love to see you. And this is the obligatory part where I ask you to please leave a rating and a review if you haven't already. Listen, this is my post-birthday, just had a birthday episode. So if you like me, you want to support me, and you're like, wow, I wish I could find a way to tell her happy birthday. No sweeter gift than your rating and your review on on my PCAST, on my podcast. Come fucking say how you feel. Tell me what you like. <sighs> 
Listen, I'm leaning into it. I said I was going to do a solo episode, and now I am. I had to bully my boyfriend to go the fuck upstairs and start his workout because I don't want him sitting here while I'm talking into a microphone because it's awkward. It's uncomfortable. And frankly, anyone doing solo podcasts not only looks like, but is kind of a crazy person. It's a little insane. Uh, I guess it's not, but I assume that they're just putting a microphone in front of their face and spewing their thoughts out loud, which many of us do when we're alone anyway. Uh, And I include myself in that. I process things a lot better when I say them out loud. But I wanted to do this just to kind of, I don't know, I'm trying to step into a new frame of mind this year. You know, it's not like new year, new me, everything's better and positive. But I am trying to actively do the work to take better care of myself. And I realize, you know, uh, it's a privilege to even be able to realize that's a thing I should do and can do. And so it's like, well, if I have the privilege to work on myself a little bit more, you know, I have a lifestyle. I live in a place where I was fortunate enough to be able to take the time to recognize I had trauma and shit to heal. And now I have the resources or, you know, can access things that can help me heal it. Honestly, feels more selfish to stay fucked up. Like, I think for a long time, I thought like, oh, self-care. Why don't you fucking just help somebody else? Oh, you're just going to prioritize your mental and physical well-being. And it's like, yeah, it's very much. I mean, there's truth to that oxygen mask analogy, but it's like I can be much more helpful out in the world trying to help individuals. But even as like a performer, because I, I aspire to heal people in various ways through what I do, even if it's just, you know, I, you know, we'd all love to go deeper and, oh, I really resonated with that. And like, you help me feel better about this thing that you're suffering from that I also suffer from. Yeah, of course, that's like cool. But even just making someone laugh at a stupid joke and getting that little like serotonin bump, dopamine bump, whatever it is for, um, for a moment. That's, you know, I can be better at that if I'm coming at it from my most healthy self. So, yeah, that's the focus. I think I have spent too much time hoping I could be one of those people that just like, I don't know how many times I've said like at this point, but I just caught it. So look at that. I'm recognizing it. I'm catching myself. Same thing I'm trying to do with my emotional well-being. How many times I've just told myself, oh, I'll just magically be that person who just gets it all done, holds it all together. I'll just somehow find the time to, you know, get in my workout and eat the right thing. And one big catalyst for me kind of getting on this big tear of, all right, radical self, I don't know if it's self-improvement as much as it's just like self-care and putting myself I don't even know if I'm putting myself first. I'm just not putting myself last anymore. Like it's like so many people and especially women, maybe not even especially women. Maybe it's every person. And I just, women are just better at talking about it, uh, which I think is true. Cause it's like, Oh, don't be a man and talk about your feelings. Ah, this is America. This is 21st century. Don't wear a mask. That's gay or whatever. Uh, fucking socialized bullshit. You guys have to deal with which is a whole different beast that I am frankly not prepared to tackle and may never be. But uh, there's a lot to be said about toxic masculinity. But that doesn't mean that like all masculinity is bad anyway. That's not what this is about. Look at that. I'm already trying to put someone ahead of me. An imaginary 
Just cartoon image of a man. I, fuck, I already derailed. Here's what I realized is that like in this thinking that I would one day just magically balance it, I would not. I overwork myself. I say yes to too many things. I, I, uh, and then, and then all the healthy stuff falls to the wayside. Here's one small change I made that's been huge. I've started putting workout times, like times that I'm going to do workout classes because I'm doing Stacia Patwell's program. If you've been listening for a while, you know I had her on earlier. I signed up. I paid for it. Uh, That's not true. Andy got it for me as a gift, but I was going to do it. I just happened to say that around my birthday, so I got very lucky. But, I mean, she really is great at what she does, and that's what I want to emphasize is that uh, with any guest I have on here, there's going to be guests I have on, and I'm like, what's going on with this person? And it's not really my vibe. But if I'm telling you I like someone, I'm going to check out their stuff, I am doing it, or I'm really interested, I want you to know that I'm not just saying that to be like, what a great guest. Let me fucking blow smoke up their ass uh, to make them sound cooler. It's because I really like what they're bringing to the table. And I feel fortunate that I've been able to get these guests who really have given me this frame of mind of, oh, maybe I can do this. Maybe I should, you know, put this step forward. But so Stacia has workouts throughout the week. And I, you know, with her class, you have the option of watching the video later. But if you're in the class live, she'll give you a little, you know, critiques if you need to make small adjustments. But also she fucking compliments you when you're doing a good job. And I'm sorry, but like that feels good. It keeps you going when you feel like you're like, I'm going to fucking die. And she's like, oh, you're kicking ass. Keep it up. That moves us. Moves me anyway. Uh, If any single one of you is not moved a little bit by someone going, good job. Fucking what are you taking? How do you completely shut that off? But I started writing them into my calendar and putting it into my calendar on my phone because I realized I go like, I'll just do it or I'll get to it later was like my mindset. It's always there. So I'll get to it. And it's like, no, it's always there. So I'll never get to it was the truth is that if I don't reserve 1130 on Wednesdays as like, this is workout time. I'll look at my calendar, see there's nothing written there and go, oh yeah, of course I can come do your podcast or yeah, let's work on that thing. And then I add too many things to my fucking calendar and I don't work on, I don't work on myself at all. And I still haven't brought back meditation. I haven't been meditating for months and I'm trying to work up to 20 minutes, but I haven't even worked in fucking five minutes. A cool thing about the Stacia program is that uh, part of the requirements, there's like accountability groups. By the way, if anyone like gets really into this by me saying it and you sign up, feel free to mention that you heard about it from me. We don't have a partnership, but she, she, uh, when you pay it forward and someone says you recommend to them, she kicks a little off your uh, monthly price. So that could keep me in the program a little longer, but that's not why I'm saying this. Uh, it just occurred to me that that's great. So you're in these like text message groups with a bunch of other women and everyone has to send screenshots of their steps. So now I'm forced to get 10,000 steps, which means I'm going on walks, which I'm, I've started, you know, I'm going to go with no music and just like, don't look at my phone or don't bring my phone. And, and I'll, you know, cause I've got a Fitbit, I got my little Fitbit watch and just be in the moment. So that's sort of tiptoeing me back into meditation. But just by putting them on my calendar, I've started like showing up, doing more workouts not overscheduling myself and frankly saying no to shit I don't want to do. I'm a people pleaser. I'm codependent. It's like so bad that I wish I could just be like, please don't ask me to do anything. Like, please don't. Like, I guess I can say that. Like, 
especially if you're not someone who is coming to me with an actual job offer, like don't please God, don't give me a suggestion of something you would like to hear from more, like see me do more of unless it's art. Like absolutely with guests on the podcast, you want certain topics, you're liking it a certain thing. I am always welcoming those suggestions, but don't go, you should start a show about this. Oh, this like someone asking to pick my brain is a fucking nightmare to me because I'm going to say yes. And then I'm either going to be so exhausted and do a bad job giving them information uh, and feel bad or just be resentful when I have to go do it. Or worse, I'm going to intend to, you know, follow through. There's someone who asked me for advice on Tori and I said yes to, and that was months ago. I haven't done shit. And it's because, I mean, I need to, because I haven't found time. And now it's like that person probably just thinks I was full of shit when I said yes. And it's like, why don't you just say no? And it's like, no, because I want to do it. I just haven't made time. And it's frankly, at this point, it's, I'm learning to go like, I'm surviving in a creative field, not thriving. I'm on my way to thriving, but I'm, it's a capitalist society and therefore I am getting by. And I'm at the point where like, if something does not serve me spiritually, mentally, emotionally, or straight up financially, it's not, it's not getting on the calendar. I'll get to it when I get to it. And I don't know that my calendar will ever be light enough for me to fucking get to it is the problem. So I really wish like all like love you guys, all your do this. You should do more of that. Like gives me so much anxiety. Even I'll be honest with you guys. I love this podcast. I love the patrons that I've gotten to know. I have on more than one occasion considered stopping it. It's like the Patreon is a nice little extra source of income. It's given me a little more freedom, which is important. And the connections I've made, just pure people. I don't mean that in like a networking business sense, but like connections I've made through listeners who I've gotten to know better through the Patreon, immeasurable. But because I was like, I'll do this and this with my patrons. And now I've overbooked myself and I feel like I fall behind on some of that. Instead of just going, wow, I have these fans who support me and love me and I'm going to do my best to get to them. It's just a pile of guilt and me going, oh, great. I'm fucking letting people down. Fucking cool. Uh, So in my quest to try to have less on my plate that's work related, I have tossed around the idea of do I get rid of a podcast? Do I stop a podcast? Because I've got two podcasts that I love. (sighs) And this is not my resignation episode. I'm not quitting yet. I will say this though. I am trying to strictly enforce not bringing on more projects without getting rid of one. Frankly, there are, so I, I have too many. Somebody asked this. I asked for questions and like, do you feel like you have too many things? Yeah. And I think, uh, especially if you're a patron of my podcast, what this person happens to be, you probably notice that like, oh, she's exhausted or She's kind of behind on this one thing. And thankfully, most of those people are very supportive and just happy to be part of it. And when I get to the, you know, let's do a uh, hangout, let's do a group Zoom and fucking chill. Like, everyone's just cool about it. But I'm sure you notice. They're like, well, it's been a while. Which, sorry, by the way. Uh, so I've got my two podcasts. I've got stand-up. I have a musical that I co-wrote with my friend Jeffrey Baldinger. And we are now, we have two shows booked in, in the holiday time. It's a holiday musical. We've got a, a show booked in both Minneapolis. Well, St. Paul, 
and I don't mean to be dismissive. I don't know how different those are. I don't know if there's like a rivalry. I don't know if you guys consider yourself the same city. Someone please, I guess I could ask Jeffrey. Uh, and Tampa later this year, and we want to put out a cast album. So we're like, I'm putting effort into that. I'm putting energy into that. I want to put more into it. And I don't want to let my stand-up fall, but my, my writing on my stand-up is so minimal. And stand-up is supposed to be my first priority. And I have too many things on my plate, so like the pace at which I create new material is so much slower than it should be. Uh, that should be. Than I would like it to be, because I know with the right amount of time what I'm capable of, and I just don't have enough time which would be fine if it was like shit I was making like you know paying my bills on but it's all it's all passion projects and here's the thing I realized recently and this is a a gift that I gave to myself which if you're a workaholic and someone who's constantly coming up with ideas it's a gift you should give to yourself that I would like to share with you I'm an idea machine and I that sounds conceited but it's sort of a mantra that I am repeating to myself as like a you know self-assurance and you know as part of my growth and acceptance of like embracing who I am and being proud of the parts of me that are skills that are things to be proud of I come up with ideas for concepts and shows all the time and then I think I have to act on all of them and I can't and there's too many and I they all fall apart I'm you know it's like right now I'm giving 20 percent to each of my things and I would like to give a lot more energy. I would like to bring 100% of myself to the things I do. So you're not getting a watered-down, half-assed version of me. But here we fucking are. Anyways, as a mantra, I'm saying I am, a, I am an idea machine. Because I think in the past I have acted from a place of fear of, here's an idea Oh, I need to act on it. What if this is something? This could be the one thing. What if people like this? What if this is what takes me to the next level that makes me able to tour and do my stand-up bigger? What if someone else does it after me and I had the idea first? And it's like, I'm always going to have ideas. That's the point. Is that like, you don't have to jump on every idea you have. If you are a creative being, more ideas will come. And the ones that really, really hit hard will resonate with you and you'll roll with them. You know what I mean? Like when it's really right, there will be no question about whether or not you should really do it. And an issue I'm running into now is, I don't know how to say this without sounding like a dick, but I'm not trying to say it in a dickheaded way, is I'll sometimes spout off an idea of like, oh, we should do that. Oh, that would be a funny series we could do together. That I have to stop because then the other person goes, yeah, let's do it. And now I'm backed into a corner of going, oh, no, I can't. But then it's like, but like it was my idea, so you can't fucking do it either. (laughs) Fuck you. Because it's, the other thing is, is that like, I don't, I don't know. I don't want to be the biggest fish in the pond I'm regularly in. You know what I mean? Like I want to get, I want to write on a TV show. I want to do bigger stages. I want to like have a challenge and I do have those things, but I want to put myself in positions to have more challenges, things to rise to rather than being stagnant and just being like, I have my little box. I'll stay in my box. I can be cool in my box. I want to get out of my comfort zone. I want to grow both as an artist, but also as a human. And that's why I'm like, you know what? Maybe for once in my fucking life, let me actually prioritize caring for myself. It's such a thing that, I mean, I don't know about you guys. I grew up fucking pull up your bootstraps. Don't be a pussy. Don't be a bitch and just like, oh, you're fucking meditating. Oh, you're fucking 
going for a run, taking time for an exercise class. Like, what are you, a bitch? Just be tough. Years of like this, I just got to tough it out. And and that serves a purpose for a while, like when you're trying to survive. It's, yeah, absolutely. You need that. You need to be a little tough in situations where there isn't someone for you to fall back on, for you to lean on for support. But it's also like at a certain point, you have to get maintenance on the vehicle. You know what I mean? You got to change the oil. You got to, it's, you know, circling back to the put your mask on first bullshit. But somebody had asked if there was a catalyst for me deciding to like lean into, I guess, radical self-care. Because, I mean, those of you who have been listening for a while, you guys know I, I go in and out of the pool of it. I dip my toes in and pull back. It's like I had this huge breakthrough years ago when I did a 10-day silent meditation. But then like my ego kind of took the wheel and I pulled back because I was like, I, you know, afraid of it. You know, if I get too invested in, you know, loving people and, you know, just healing and woo-woo shit, which I love. And I think if, if you've been listening to the latest episodes, you probably realize I love that shit. But it was like, oh, I feel like I, I when I started comedy, it was I was like this like, oh, fucking tough girl, gritty whatever and I'm like oh am I gonna lose fans if I evolve uh if if I'm because it's like that wasn't a farce I wasn't like a hippie the whole time going I'm gonna fucking pretend that I like to drink and fucking and make wild weird choices and have had sexual mishaps it's like that's all authentic But I'm growing, and I think in growth, sometimes we can all, you hit a place where there's, you know, if you're constantly working and growing and trying to be the best version of yourself, which you can always reach for higher. I Self-acceptance is good, but this fucking bullshit of like, I'm perfect the way I am. It's like, no, you're enough. But there's always something you could improve on. You don't have to. You could choose not to, and you're enough. But, like, I'm not going to sit back and be complacent with my half-fixed trauma just because I, my entire Explore page on Instagram is telling me that I'm beautiful the way I am. Fine. Cool. I could always be more beautiful or more happy. or more. And it's like, yeah, no, you're always going to have days where you feel shitty and sadness. And, like, part of, I think, real true happiness is learning to accept that, not trying to, you know, pretend it doesn't exist or avoid it altogether. It's just learning that it will come and it will go. And that way, uh, when it comes, you're like, all right, we're in it and that sucks, but it won't last forever. And that's really where you find peace. (sighs) I don't even remember the fucking point I was trying to make. Oh, I guess just like growth is scary and a lot of people don't want to do it and everyone does it at different, even people doing it, do it at different paces. Some people are actively trying to grow. Some people get forced into growth because of situations, often kind of shitty situations. Let's be honest. Nothing will make you grow more than a fucking traumatic experience for better or worse. Uh, But when you grow faster than some of the people around you or you grow and they choose to stay stagnant and stay the exact same you lose the you lose the ability to relate to one another 
And as a comedian, my job, I mean, my job at the end of the day is to make people laugh. Relatable or not, I'm a fucking clown. Like, people come to a show, they're not thinking. I really want to think. I hope I see some good points. You spent $50 a ticket. You had to pay for parking. You have two, two item min- minimum. And then you're like, I hope this person says some stuff I agree with politically. You're like, no, you want to laugh. If someone makes you feel good, if they make a good point, if they like connect with you, that's great. But no one's like, I really, I just am looking for someone to relate to. It's like, all right, we'll fucking go to a meetup. But... To me, you know, you can make a large audience laugh, but what really draws like your audience to you as a comedian is that relatability, is that connection. They see something in you that's like they they feel kind of drawn to for one reason or another, but there is some type of relating. And there's a fear that, you know, I've made myself, I've put myself in a position where I make my income on comedy, but it started from a comedy that came from a certain point of view from the person I was. And if I'm growing, what if the majority of my audience who has subscribed to everything, who likes my podcast, who liked my last album, who likes what I do on stage, what if they're not growing the same direction as me? It's the same as, you know, it's, it's harder with friends and relationships for sure. But it's an extra added like, fear and I think it's like the e- a little bit is the ego not wanting you to get better the ego wants you to like attach to your shit attach to you know if you've been so not always but if you've been someone who like gets addicted to your emotions or like has attached yourself to your sadness like the last thing your ego wants you to do is improve and be like oh I can be better than this I can be a better human I don't have to I can like be a vessel of joy through my comedy instead of just trying to be like, fucking, I want everyone to think I'm cool or whatever the fuck, which I've never consciously thought I was trying to do with comedy. I just loved making people laugh, but who the fuck knows? More and more there is the, that call and that yearning to like hope that I can heal people, even if it's a small way. Like I'm not, I don't think fucking, I'm not equating being a stool humping comedian to Gandhi, even if it's brief as all healing is some it's is less brief than others, but it's a fear of, will I become unrelatable? Will I through healing myself, if my audience isn't working on it, because it's hard by the way, it like working on yourself and trying to improve yourself is so fucking hard because you know, you can do the, I can do the exercises. I could sit and try to meditate. I can get, a massage or burn, you know, sage my whole house. But like, I can't sage the inside of my psyche. Like there's not a magic button that makes the problems. You have to look at yourself. You have to face your trauma. And a lot, a lot of true deep healing work is looking at where you're fucking up. And yeah, a lot of it's because of trauma and because of, you know, learning, you know, incorrect ways of dealing with your emotions but it's not fun to like, A, dig up your trauma, but you have to purge it out, in my opinion, to heal. It's not fun to go, oh, here's actually where I've been shitty to people. That's not fun. Looking at yourself and really getting to the point that you're like, I can see truly where I was wrong in this. I get why people don't do it. So then when you do it, 
people who don't want to look at themselves, people who want to believe that actually everything they're doing is fine. There's nothing really to worry about. Life is good. Yeah, shit, you know, bad shit happens, but like whatever, like suck it up. A, stop relating to you, but often become resentful that like you're trying to improve yourself because it's like they don't want to look at themselves. So then they, it, it feels like they perceive you as like thinking you're above them because you're trying to improve. Or like, and that's, you know, probably just my own projections, but, it, but I've done that. I've been in the position of like, oh, you fucking eat your kale. What do you think you're fucking, oh, you're so healthy. Good for you. Like, it just like, you think you're better than me. It's like, no, no, I thought they were better than me and I didn't think I could be any better. So I was resentful that someone was able to take care of themselves. That's what that was. The point is, how many times have I said the point is and made no point? I think it's full ego and fear. It's a way to stay, to, to prevent myself from doing the work by going, oh, well, people won't relate to me. And it's like, actually, but there probably are some people who will. And, you know, if I really think about it, maybe if I do it right, if I, you know, I'm, there, what is right? I mean, healing is a big fucking up and down roller coaster. You eat shit and then you get back up. And sometimes it takes you longer to get back up. You fall off the wagon. You fucking stop doing your you know, whatever the healthy thing you were doing was. And then you started again, you know, oh, the diet starts, the diet stops. And I'm saying, I'm not saying, I'm not saying by the way, diet is such a fucking trigger word for everyone who like, by the way, has an issue with their body. If you hear the word diet and you go, <gasps> you have a, you have a problem with your body and you can blame everyone else. But it's like, if that word upsets you, you have a bad relationship with your body or you probably have a fucked up relationship with food. If you really didn't care, if you were really happy in who you are, someone else talking about diet wouldn't fucking bother you because you're like, who cares? I'm secure. People who are secure in things don't get triggered by them. When I say diet, I mean eating healthier. I don't mean like, you know, a fad diet, a weight loss, a fucking, I mean, fixing my nutrition. You know, you, you, I go in and out of that. That's something I do. And that's part of the journey. You know, it's not a failure. It's when you fall off the wagon. It's just, it is part of it. Like you have to know that like, yeah, no, that's, that's healing is falling a lot and getting back up. But there's this part of me that's like, you know, I've always been half in, half out because I'm like, you know, I don't want to fucking be a pussy. I don't want my friends who are all tough nuts. We're not going to fucking, we don't need that quote gay shit uh, or, you know, whatever fucking 90s outdated terms they used for caring for yourself. And meanwhile, they're all just like, funneling prescription drugs into their nose and they're like whoa what a fucking be tough and it's like be tough like how many substances are you loading up on to avoid your feelings because feelings are hard but yeah sure I'll be tough oh but I don't want to have anxiety so I'll just fucking people get like a whiff of anxiety and instead of being like maybe my body's trying to tell me something they're just like oh I better shovel down a Klonopin as quickly as possible the amount of people who like can't even stand a pinch of anxiety and need to like take something for it that would then have the audacity to be like oh you fucking what are you gonna learn to love yourself what are you a pussy and it's like you're afraid of your own feelings fuck you i god i hope someone relates to this here i go again the point is <laughs> you know i've done the half-ass thing where i go oh yeah i'm, I'm trying but kind of not like yeah it's kind of you know i don't want to be a pussy but like i'm trying to be a little better but like do whatever you guys want to do it's like okay well what if I leaned all the way in. 
What if I was like, you know what? Fuck that. I'm going to work on being the best ber- version of myself. I'm going to like commit to, I'm not going to move out. I'm not going to move my workout appointment so that I can go right with you. I'm not going to work out appointment, my workout class. I'm not going to cancel it. I'm not going to uh, reschedule my therapy because you now are not available to be my podcast guest today, but could do it on Monday. Like I'm not moving my self-help, self-care shit around for you. And I'm not putting it off anymore because I'll get quote, get to it eventually. What if I leaned all the way in and, in, and, Yes, there are some people who are going to be like, I'm out. She got weird. She's too woo-woo. But what if in me doing that, someone else who is like, I want to do it, but I don't want to like be lame. What if I help? What if they go, well, she did it. I'm going to try it. She's cool. She's still normal. She still makes jokes. Normal. What a fucking, I've never been normal, but it's like, well, you know, what, what if you just leaned in to the thing that you want to do? Instead of, oh, I want to do it. What if we all had the audacity to dive headfirst into the thing that we really want to do more than anything else? Unless that's like fucking kids. Don't do that. Maybe dive headfirst into speaking to someone about that and working through whatever's going on with you, you know? But. What if instead of going, oh, it might not work, or, oh, people would think I was dorky, or like, what if people don't think I'm cool? What if they're like, oh, fucking, she got boring, or, or vice versa? You know, what if you want to try stand up comedy? And you're like, oh, what if someone thinks I'm not funny? What if, what if I fail? And it's like, what if you succeed? What if you do it, do it, and you do it again, and you realize that, holy shit, this is part of my journey. This is a thing I've meant. I've been meant to do and you elevate the frequency you're on but in doing so you're putting out an energy that inspires other people to elevate themselves what if (sighs) I I dare everyone listening to this to prioritize doing something you've always wanted to do this week or next week if you've already filled up your calendar and you're codependent like me and you get but like I've always wanted to learn how to bake you know macarons I've always wanted to take a painting class what if you just put you made the appointment put it on the calendar I've always wanted big gigantic breast implants have that consultation make that appointment yeah, I don't know what drove it to answer that question that I started nearly half an hour ago. Other than I'm tired of talking about healing while still I'm st- I want to walk the walk is what it came down to. I realized when it came to caring for myself, healing and trying to be the healthiest version of myself, I was the equivalent of that guy who's like, yeah, I've always wanted to try stand up. I'm probably going to get into it. I want to be a comedian. The people in the fucking comments of the comedy stores, Instagram going, oh yeah, wait till I get out there. Wait till I start getting up. And they never fucking get up because they're afraid. You're fucking afraid. And I'm afraid that if I work to improve myself somehow, this is stupid, somehow... 
the people who already love me the way I am will stop loving me. No one's going to stop loving you, by the way, for getting becoming a better version of yourself. No one's going to be like, oh, too healthy. And if they are, good news. That person is a fucking monster piece of garbage. No, they're, I mean, they're probably hurting and they've got their own shit to work out. But like, you don't need that in your life. You also have to like, I want to be okay letting go of negative people who discourage me trying to get healthier. Like, I, I think I walk this line of like, I have these friends who aren't so into healthy stuff more. And it's like, I shouldn't have to like sneak around the fact that I'm on, I'm counting my macros with people who are my best friends because they, they like to eat whatever they want. And I was like, are they going to be upset? It's like, no, that's fine. Do what you're going to, I'll celebrate you living your truth, love your body, be free. That's what makes you happy. But like the people who love you should go good for you for that's what you wanted to do. And you're doing it good for you, even if it's not what they want. And that's a thing I think we all could afford to work on is realizing, uh, hey, your goals are not everyone's goals. And that's okay. But like, you should celebrate someone working toward one of their goals. You should celebrate someone achieving something, even if it's something you don't want, even more if it's something you do want and they get to it before you. Celebrate. Like, it's easy to go, oh, that person got this. That person did it, but I can't. And you do this compare comparison. Oh, they did it. Why am I such a piece of shit? I can't do it. No, they did it. That means it can be done. Like, what, what if you just reframe? Wow. This person found someone who they love. That means, and I, I know this person. I, I love them. They're smart. They're cool. They're my friend. They must Know that I'm a smart, cool, fun person to be around. It's why we're friends. They found someone to love. So can I. It can be done. Oh, this person, excuse me, got, you know, I'll use my life as an example, just like my industry. This person got a Netflix special. I'm friends with that person. We do the same things all the time. That means I could get a Netflix special. You know what I mean? Maybe not. I don't know. Netflix, are you listening? Uh, no. But it's, you know what I mean? Where, oh my God, Ashley started her own business and it's fucking taking off. I've always wanted to start my own business. And look, it could take off. It says, yeah, it could not. But also like, all right, back to the fucking drawing board. It's not going to kill you if the thing that you wanted to try doesn't immediately work out. You're not going to die unless it's like skydiving and that doesn't work out and then you will be dead. But you know, it, at least you died trying to do what you loved. <sighs> I really spiraled here. Was this helpful to anyone? Was this, I mean, it's definitely just brain vomit. I just never know. I don't do very many solo episodes, probably because I'm afraid. Here's, I'll tell you why. Not probably. I have ADHD. We all know that. How many fucking times do I have to tell you all the time? It's like, don't forget. It's a lot of me saying it as me accepting that like, it's okay to say that. And like, my brain's a little wacky compared to someone who's neurotypical, but it's fine. And there's tons of us out there. So sorry. (laughs) I jump. My thoughts jump around so much. And I'm afraid, like with a guest, 
and a topic I have a pointed goal, there's always something to come back to. Something, you know, I can bring it back to some nugget of the conversation of what the topic's supposed to be. I am afraid if I do a solo episode like this, that I will jump around so much that everyone listening will be like, oh, this person is crazy. I'm, it's been, it's, I am so deeply afraid of people thinking I'm crazy and just writing me off as a lunatic because of the way my brain works, which is stupid. First of all, ADHD is very common. I'm not that unique. Boo-hoo, kind of a bummer. Honestly, would love to be like, it's just my beautiful mind. But it's like, no, it's it's pretty, the more I read about ADHD and like the more I talk to other people and read things about it, it's like, no, it's a pretty standard thing that goes on with my ADHD brain. A lot of the things that I spent my life, well, because I didn't know I was ADHD or had ADHD. I don't know what the fuck you call it. And frankly, I don't care. Like, I'm not, if you say I am ADHD, I have ADHD, there's people who go like, you have to say it like this. I don't, it doesn't fucking matter. It's whether you choose to think that that's a negative thing or just is what it is. But it just happens to be that my brain gets to the answer in a different way uh, or whatever. Goes in a lot of, so many circles. Uh, but until I knew that what that's what all that was, like I spent years trying to like act, you know, fit in with what a neuro, neurotypical person did. And I thought like, I'm stupid. I'm insane. Why can't I get this right? And it's like, oh no, that's just... I just have a brain that works this way and that's fine. But I get afraid that people who don't have a brain that works like mine, I'm talking too fast for, I'm jumping around too much. And they're like, she sounds disconnected from reality. That's truly what I think I fear is that, that I think I'm very normal and just hyper aware of, you know, the world around me and my situation and things going on around me but that I'm actually not aware of anything at all and I'm nuts. And people are like, what the fuck is she talking about? So I will try to rarely ask for validation, but if you're listening to this still and you're like, no, it makes sense, you're not nuts, feel free to DM me or tweet me and go, hey, I got what you're putting out there. Even if you're not, if even if it's not for you, but you know, if you're in opposition but you're like firmly in opposition to what I'm saying. So you understand that I'm coming from an opposing perspective. I'll even take that. I just sometimes worry if I just start rattling off alone, I go too many places for most people. And and realistically, I'm going to go too many places for some people. And those people probably stop listening to this podcast after the first three episodes Because they're like, wow, she's all over the place and it's too much for me. And I want to take a moment to thank them, even though they're not listening, for just moving on instead of leaving a negative review. Like, if someone does something horrifically offensive to you and you want to, like, point it out in a review to warn others that this is horrifically offensive, be careful, whatever, I still think that's dumb. But that makes sense. If someone's, you know, spewing dangerous information, you feel like, let me just make my voice be heard. If you just don't like someone's podcast, why are you fucking the whole like podcasters, influencers, it's all stupid bullshit, but their livelihood becomes about, you know, their audience. Let them just fucking grow their audience. Keep scrolling, basically, should be there needs to be a whole fucking campaign. Like you don't need to negatively respond to a tweet that showed up in your feed for someone you disagree with that you don't even fucking follow. 
move on. Why are you letting yourself get into an angry headspace, arguing with a stranger who, frankly, you'll never meet and probably doesn't give a fuck about you personally because they can't find a way to imagine you're a real person, much like you can't seem to imagine they're a real person. They're just a person who's pissing you off or disagreeing with you. Anyway, I've already derailed and gone somewhere else. Isn't that fun? Trying to think of a few more questions that people had. Uh, Someone asked me if I was surprised when I realized I was celebrating a second anniversary with my boyfriend. Uh, No. You know what? I was happy. And there was a time where I would have been surprised because I've never dated someone for this long. I've almost never made it to a year. And for a long time, there was a part of me that would have thought, I'm just so fucked up. Or have been like, I could lie and go, isn't it? It's so crazy. I like never date anyone this long. But for some reason, it's working out. Who knows? And it's like, no, I. it's working out because A, I found a partner who's right for me. B, I've worked on myself. Like you can't be a garbage can of an emotional mess on fire and then be like, I just don't know why no one wants to sit here and warm their hands around this fire I refuse to put out. I've done a lot of work and I, I'm constantly working and I'm very thankful to have a partner who, so I, don't, I should have someone on to talk about attachment styles. But for those of you who know attachment styles, I'm a very disorganized attachment style. There's anxious, and there's avoidant, and I'm the clusterfuck trauma version of both of those. And there's secured attachment. My boyfriend has very secure attachment and he's not like sitting down teaching me emotional lessons. Like here's actually what's going on. But his attachment style and his communication is so secure that I'm learning to be more secure in myself and in my relationship through him. So I'm very happy, but I'm not surprised. I refuse to be surprised. That's the thing. That's, there we go. That Look at me having realizations out loud to no one. I am done being surprised that taking care of yourself works. Putting yourself first. Do, all the fucking things, the things that are repeated over and over, this will be, this is good for you. I mean, there's a lot of pseudoscience bullshit, but the shit that's the fact that everyone mentions mindfulness and meditation, it's like, yeah, sorry, it fucking works. Yeah, I know. I wish that there was a pill. There was a pill you can take to like make you feel less of whatever you're feeling, but that's not true calmness. You're not getting a handle on your emotions by just shoveling them down with a pill or an ice cream cone or a spoonful of heroin, spoonful of brown sugar, if you will. No. It's like, yeah, no, is it easy to make the healthy choice? No. It's a lot easier to just, obviously, obviously not. I'm having an existential crisis about, uh, existential, identity at least, an identity crisis about, like, if I get healthy, will the people who love me still love me? It's obviously not always easy to make the healthy choice. But sorry to tell you, it works. If you work on yourself, if you work on making yourself better, the things around you get better. There is truth in that, like, you will bring in things that are more positive if you work on getting to a place where you can allow yourself to feel more positive. And exercise works, not just for physical shit. It, like, gets out endorphins and shit that get, like, trapped in your body. So much of anxiety is, like, just energy that needs to be released. We need to cry. We need to run. We need to sweat. We need to just take some deep breaths. And people don't do it. They just go, oh, God, and just let it pile up and pile up. But it it works. Wow. Sorry, I'm saying this. I'm saying all of that, not as some fucking expert, as someone who's out loud having these realizations of like, fuck, no, you know what? I'm not surprised because 
I've gotten to a place where it's like, no, I'm a good person. I deserve love and I'm a good partner. I'm a very good partner. And there was a time where I told myself the story of I'm just too much of a mess. I'm a big piece of shit. Oh, if I, if I speak my mind, if I disagree with something that they like and I don't like it, they're going to hate me and leave. And it's like, no, no one's fucking leaving me because I don't like the movies they like. Like, sorry, I'm a catch and you are too. You just have to find the right person. We're not all right for everybody and that's fine. But you can't sit there going, boo-hoo, I'm such a piece of shit and also go, why doesn't anyone love me? Bitch, you don't love you. I don't want to buy the car from someone who's like, ah, oh, it's fucking terrible. But like, like when someone takes a bite of their food and they go, this is disgusting. Do you want to try it? That's what you're doing when you're like, oh, I'm so gross. I'm such a piece of shit. Date me? No, fix yourself. Log off the dating apps and fucking figure out what you don't like about yourself and start improving things that you can control because you are all you can control. You and your experience and the things you do. We'll try to send, give someone your fucking sour grits and be like, oh, do you want this thing that I also hate? No. Nobody fucking wants your spoiled milk bullshit, Carol. <sighs> I think I already covered. Someone asked me if I feel like I have too many projects on my plate. Yeah, I do. I'm trying to figure it out. I'm trying to see if there's like a bow I can put on some of them and wrap them up. Stand-up will never be done. I don't think this podcast will ever be done. There's so much more my other podcast could cover, so it never has to be done, but I don't know. But right now it's still full speed ahead. But we started that one like we leaned into it heavier because there was nothing going on. That's the hard thing is that life came back with a fucking vengeance. And it's like, oh, all the time I had when... There wasn't too much when there was nothing else going on. And now it's like, fuck, I don't want to give it up. But maybe I got to, we've talked about it on, we talked about it uh, at the last live movie watch on my other podcast. Maybe once we get through Marvel, cutting back to one thing a week. Because at this point it's like five hours worth of movies usually. When you think about, it's about two and a half hours for each one. Plus like setting up and chatting. And then like we do four, four hours of setup and recording each week. Plus prepping for that, which if you believe it or not, we do. And that's like more than a full day's work. Which would be fine if we were making a little bit better money. If we had more patrons, if our ads were a little bit higher. And it's growing, so I think they'll get there. But it's one of those just time is money situations when most of your stuff is a creative endeavor. And, you know, it's a lot of more time than money at this point. So it's a delicate balance. And I've got my musical, which I think eventually, you know, we'll have a timeline, but I'm in the thick of it. And it's one of those things where like, to be honest with you guys, I low key kind of tried to just let it fall to the wayside. And then when my co-writer brought it back up to me and I started, I dug into it again. I was like, wait, I fucking love this. I shouldn't give up on this. It brings me joy. It's one of, it like speaks to you. You know, when there's things that you really want to do, because there's things other things I could pick up on that I fucking haven't pilots movies that I've co-written with people ideas I've half-assed started and I haven't picked it back up because they don't sing to me not to fucking you know try to make it like a pun or something but like I rewatched the the filming of our musical and just like listening to all the lines and 
the way we interacted and the songs. Jeffrey did such a good job. You know, it's I helped, but he really, I mean, so much of the music is him and we've put so much time in it to it's it's we've put so much into it already that it feels like self-sabotage if I don't keep going it's one of those it's like you want to give up on things because you're like it's hard that's the thing too is you gotta like that's what meditating helps you tune into yourself in a way that you can you can determine what what anxieties are telling you to run and what anxieties are just teaching you to grow because there's moments where your body's trying to tell you to keep pushing. And sometimes it feels like I got to run from this when really it's like trying to crack you open so you can grow. But you're going, oh, I'm cracking. I got to go. I don't want to grow. I'm done. No growing. Growing's hard. Goodbye. And I think that was one of those moments for this. It was like, oh, no, I need to lean in. But the more you work on your body, you know, especially mindfulness, mental health shit, like the more you can be in tune. Getting, I mean, you really get like information from yourself if you shut up and listen. You have so many answers inside that big stupid head of yours, like truths that you know it like in your core. But so many of us go, 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 or pill this, food that, alcohol here, sh- just cloud them, and we like hide that voice. I think that's really what all of this is about is like, I want to know, I want to hear and trust that voice inside me. It never steers you wrong, but we fucking ignore it. Man, do we avoid it? (sighs) All right. On that note, I actually have to get ready for someone else's podcast. (laughs) Fucking workaholism works. If you work it, huh? Listen, what are you guys doing? Tell me the the thing you're going to try. Finally, that you're going to make time for. And then I encourage you to bring one. If you're not someone who's on top of your self-care, bring one little thing into it. Start taking a vitamin every day. Start journaling. Even if it's not, you know, there's the artist way, you know, three pages of fucking just brain splat. But even if it's just, I'm going to write three things I'm grateful for every morning. Try it. A little, an, an extra glass of water. Something small. Just you're worth caring for. And I think that's what so many of us forget. You know, we worry about everyone else and I'll get to me later. And it's like, you also deserve all that love that you want to give to everybody else. You are so worthy of that. You deserve to have moments of joy and feel good in who you are, in your mind, in your body, in your spirit. So let me know what the what your one little thing is. Let's talk to each other. Let's fucking grow together. Let's be gay together. <laughs> Listen, I love you guys. Uh, if you made it this far, holy shit. Thank you. And I'm sorry for the amount of times I said like and probably did this because I get all spittle mouthed. If you haven't already, subscribe to the podcast. Although I can't imagine you listening this far and not having subscribed by now or careened yourself off a bridge because you can't fucking stand me. Um, check out my calendar. If you want to see me do stand up, it's, it's not as deep as this. I aspire to one day. I'll tell you the truth. I want my stand up to be deep, but not in a way that sacrifices the funny. 
Also, let me ask you this. A lot of you are like pure stand-up fans. Would you, because like people got mad at like Nanette. Like, it's not funny. But would you be open to seeing a show if it was clear, it was made clear. This is what I did with my one-woman show in Edinburgh because it wasn't stand-up comedy. It had funny parts. But I tried to make it very clear. This is not my comedy. Do not come expecting comedy. Would you be more open to like deeper, you know, heavier stuff if you were made, it was made clear that that's what you're getting? Or are you just like, no, fuck that, back to the dick jokes. That's all I want. I have enough deepness in my crazy head. I don't need to find it from someone else. I'm curious. Uh, anyway, there's a Facebook group. Come join us. Ignorance is hashtag blessed idiots. A fun little crew. And I try to post ahead for questions there for all my guests. I got a Patreon. If you want to support a little extra, patreon.com slash JMS comedy now is the new thing. So hopefully no one is listening to an old episode trying to join and going, I guess she just doesn't have a Patreon anymore. I guess the podcast is dead. Uh, and also, you know, keep giving me your suggestions. Keep asking questions. The more we ask, the more we learn, the more we know. And the more we know, the better we'll be. But I'm not fucking changing that tag ending. It's just going to be the same. So fuck you guys. Uh, be well. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.